with me. Let's, let's, let's pray so we can... I want you to, to really receive something today. And this is not going to be long, but it, hopefully this is something you can take with you when you leave here and, and will mean something to you over the next two weeks. Thank you, Father. For, Holy Spirit, we know you're the teacher of the church. And we know that you have the Word of God that you've watched over through the centuries and, and you've made available to us. So we know your will and we know your way of doing things. We can know we have the mind of Christ, but we can know the nature and the thinking, Holy Spirit, that you have and the thinking of the Father. And so we just thank you right now. We receive revelation of your word. Father, I pray that, that preconceived notions and, and thoughts and and all of this would just be set aside and we would yield to your word and to the standard of your word as, as the true answer and standard for, for life. And so, Lord, because of that, we receive. We declare we receive from you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for speaking to each person. I thank you for the anointing that you have on, on your word and on the spoken word as it's shared. And so we just decide we're going to receive. Say, I receive, I receive from the Word of God, the word of God today, today in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak to me, and I will listen, and I will receive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Thanksgiving. So it's not just a meal. <laughs> it's not just turkey and pecan pie, but and it's not... Pilgrim hats and Indians, you know, in our country, that's become part of the tradition because they were the people who started what we know as the, is the meal and the tradition of giving thanksgiving or having thanksgiving to God, which, which God instituted thousands of years ago. It, it started before tall black hats with buckles and, and Indian feathers. And so I, I want us to go back way beyond the Mayflower and, and, and Cape Cod and the Pilgrims today. And let's go back and talk about the true meaning of Thanksgiving and what is Thanksgiving. And so I'm not going to read all these scriptures, so just breathe easy. This, this, I put this together as a resource for you to take home. You might even want to stick it on the fridge for the next two weeks. <laughs> okay? And so... Uh, the first thing I want you to see, though, is the word thanksgiving. If you look up in your concordance, there's not too many scripture references that have the word thanksgiving in it in the in the English Bible. Um, you know, there's a short list, and I didn't include them all on here because all of them are not necessarily pertinent to to this. There's a few of them I left off, but but anyway, I wanted you to see in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. The word thanksgiving is in there, and we can learn from what it was interpreted from. So the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the New Testament in Greek. So in the, in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word that's translated thanksgiving to us in English, here's what it means. Adoration, confession, sacrifice of praise as offering up an offering, and, and it implies uh, in music because it is 
as in a choir of worshipers, meaning like publicly offering up adoration or praise to God. Okay? Now be, be thinking on that over the next few minutes because we're going to have an opportunity to put that into practice right here this morning. And then you go to the New Testament and the Greek word that's translated thanksgiving means gratitude. And we've talked about that in the past. We had a whole series on that. But gratitude and grateful language. So again, it has to do with things that are said. Okay? If you're seeing that in there. So a grateful language as unto God in worship. The giving of thanks. Okay? So I want to dispel any of the the myth or the wrong thinking that we might sometimes have gotten off into or that we might have grown up in with, that Thanksgiving is just a time we, we think about turkeys and pilgrims and parades and, and that and, and football, hot dogs, whatever. And and even if you don't just get caught up in the trappings, and I do thank God that Thanksgiving is probably the one holiday we still have in this culture, this country we live in, that hasn't gotten totally corrupted by commercialism. It somewhat has been, and some of the retailers are just trying to do way, way with it all together so they can start Black Friday early. But thank God for Walmart. They're doing away with, they're not opening on Thanksgiving. I, don't th- I think that's right. At least they're not, doing, they're not doing special Black Friday sales. So I don't know if that means they're going to open early or not, but, but they're, they're just going to put their stuff on sale through the whole season. So maybe, maybe they're bucking the trend. I don't know. That's not a commercial. I don't own stock in Walmart. But nevertheless, think about beyond all that stuff, Thanksgiving, a lot of people think of, well, we sit around and and we eat a good meal because we've been blessed to have food, like the pilgrims, and that is true. But it's more than about the food, and it's more even about talking, well, I'm, I'm just so blessed and I'm thankful not that that's wrong, but the true meaning, when you read these scriptures and when you think about these two definitions here, it goes deeper than that. It goes into the thanksgiving is actually dependent on you saying some things out of your mouth and not just telling your family or your friend or your neighbor, naming all the things that you've been blessed with, that you have thanks for, and you should, and it's good to do that, but it goes beyond that. It's expressing verbally, in words, to God how great He is. That is true thanksgiving. When you reflect on these two definitions, and then you put them in the context of some of these scriptures, and we might look at a couple of them here, it has to do with expressing verbally and in many cases by song and music. But not just going along with the music and rocking along with it, saying words out of your mouth to God. And so that's, that is the deeper meaning of thanksgiving. Now, I don't know, I would encourage you this year, I don't care how many years of tradition you have at home or around the extended family table, but I would encourage you to 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 explore going a little deeper with the family this year about Thanksgiving. But if you go to all the trouble to make this meal, 
Isn't it more than about the 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 mashed potatoes and the turkey and the gravy and the pumpkin pie? Yes. So share with the family, okay? Be willing to step out and be the odd one out <laughs> and be bold and share with the family, hey, you know, the real Thanksgiving, according to God's Word, is about us expressing our appreciation to Him and telling Him how much we think He's great and wonderful and how much He's done for us. Now, whether you go around the table and everybody says something or not, I don't don't believe in forcing people to say stuff, but you can lead by example (laughs) and just tell them how you feel about that and 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 let them hear you tell God. That, That would be a real biblical thanksgiving gathering <laughs> and that's what we're having here today because it because it ain't over yet um but look at some of these verses because i want to point out some of these words to you you see you may have never you may have never studied this because we all think we know thanksgiving well i grew up in this country we celebrate thanksgiving every year what you going to tell me you know well maybe you hadn't i had my family traditions too but it was all around the trappings around Thanksgiving. I can't say we ever spent a whole lot of time giving thanks, even though we thought we were doing that and getting together. But it's deeper than that. Okay, look at some of these, some of these scriptures. Just the first one. It talks about proclaiming with a voice of Thanksgiving. Declare. Can you declare something by just thinking about it and keeping quiet in your chair? That's, that's not declaring, is it? Even if you have it, say, well, I'm grateful in my heart. But that doesn't meet the definition. Okay? That's part of it, but it doesn't meet the definition. It says declare, give voice, proclaim. Then the next one talks about vows. A vow is a spoken promise. You know, you make it and then you live up to that all the time after that. Okay? So paying a vow of thanksgiving means you first got to speak it out. Speak out that promise. Speak out that declaration. And then you live by that. That's, that's a vow. You know, you ever made a vow or a pledge? Churches used to take vows. You know, we're going to vow at the beginning of the year to meet the budget. How many is going to pledge to give so, so much? Thank God we don't do that. We do, <laughs> we're going to give by faith. I'm gonna, you want, I want you to give more than you think at the beginning of the year. But anyway, then it goes on and talks about song, magnifying him. What does magnify mean? Increase. Make it look bigger. You ever, a magnifying glass, what does it do? Okay. Does it mean that whatever you put under the glass actually changes? No. You're just making it look bigger. So to magnify God, so, well, I can't make God any bigger than he is. No, you're not, we're not asking you to. Just... You show something so he's bigger. You magnify the appearance of him. He's plenty big, and he's not going to change because you magnify it, but it'll help you. It'll help the other people around you. And then that next one talks about shouting joyfully. Can you shout and keep quiet at the same time? (laughs) It involves your voice, doesn't it? You shout joyfully, and it says with psalms. That's a singing shout. Okay, did you know you could shout joyfully and it not be a, a, a noise, but it could be a sweet sound <laughs> to the Lord? And then I like this one in Psalm 100. This is, a, this is a real teaching verse here. It says, enter into his gates. Now think about a time of, of prayer or your quiet time with the Lord. 
Enter into his gates with what? With thanksgiving. Have an attitude of gratitude that, that, that you bring in with you when you come to spend some time with God. But based on these definitions, it's not just I'm grateful in my heart when I come in and say I'm going to spend 15 minutes with the Lord. I have to say something along those lines to Him. God, I thank you. You're so awesome. You, you, you have so blessed me. I can't hardly, I can't hardly stand it. <laughs> it, it it's it's too, almost too good to be true. That's words of thanksgiving. And into His courts with praise. See, praise is like expressing that, telling Him how great He is. Expressing it in song or in voice. And then it says, Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. See, God's not blessed because you say He's blessed, but it benefits you to speak blessings to the Lord. Say, well, God, He's, he's omnipotent, omnipotent and omniscient. What does He need me to bless Him for? He doesn't need you to bless Him. You need to bless Him. It's going to help you, but it gives glory to Him, and that's what He's wanting. Okay? No, we don't want the trees or the rocks crying out in our place. And so God God is going to bring glory to Himself. It's either going to be through us or in spite of us. I'd rather rather be a part of it. (laughs) I don't want a rock to take my place. But this, this verse is a key, I think, to successful or we'll say meaningful prayer times. Or you can go beyond that, a relationship with the Father God. This verse is a key to that, is to always come in with a grateful heart and expressing that to Him in praise, in words, in song. And you know, sometimes you do that, some of you, what you think are your problems you're coming to Him to present, they kind of just pale away in, in comparison. Think, you know, well, I really don't have that big of problems, God. When it comes to me experiencing and, and expressing to you my worship, this is really no big deal. You've already taken care of it anyway, so let's just get on with the fellowship. <laughs> you can tell me what I need to know about this problem later. That's a key. And then other words, some of these other songs, you notice in the next one it says, tell. Can you tell anybody anything with keep, keeping quiet? No, you tell them. You've got to use words, right? Call upon the name of the Lord. Ever called anybody on the phone? And they answer, and you're 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 mute on the other end. Do they know who it is or what your tr- message you're trying? No, you have to speak. Okay, call upon the name of the Lord. Sing unto the Lord. Sing praises. And the last one, voice of thanksgiving, which you vowed. I, I want to talk, spend just a second here on this one from Jonah. This is another key. Jonah, when this verse here, if you read the book of Jonah, when he when this verse was recorded, it's when he was in the belly of the fish. And he finally came to his senses instead of running away from God because he had nowhere to run there. <laughs> he was done running. And so he said, but I, he came to his senses and he said, but I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. You say, well, he's in the stomach of a fish with all the, you don't even want to picture what all that might be like. And he's going to give thanks for that? Is he a nut? <laughs> but no, he saw beyond his circumstances, finally. And saw beyond the fi- insides of the fish. And gave thanks because he was still alive. And gave thanks to the God who had called him to start with. And it said, And I will 
the vow which I have vowed I will pay, salvation is from the Lord. Well, when he was in the fish, was he experiencing any salvation? No. He was speaking it out. I know if I'm ever going to get out of here, and I believe I am, that's from God. Guess what happened? The very next verse says God had the fish to spit him out. The very next thing that happened after Jonah confessed this out of his mouth. So the question is, uh, why? Why did, why, did, why, did, why did that happen? Well, God's just waiting for him to, to apologize and come back to his senses. And then, and then he made God feel good, so God responded. No, that's not why. Why is it God needed him to get to this place? He needed Jonah's attitude to change so he could then go to Nineveh and do what God told him to do. If the fish would have spit him out before he had this change of heart, he still wouldn't have went to Nineveh and preached to, to the people there. It wasn't that God needed him to change, it's that Jonah needed to change. And when Jonah changed and started giving voice to, his, to the right attitude of gratitude and praising God for who God was, well, God put him in the belly of a fish. Why would he praise? Because God had a purpose for his life. God loved him. He knew God already, had a relationship with God. He knew who God was. And when he started recognizing that, came to his senses, realized that, God, you have, you have, you have protected me, saved me all my life. You're the, you're the author of salvation. I've vowed to, to, to be a prophet for you or whatever it was. That was the change of heart he needed. Then God could say, okay, this can work now. This can happen. Fish, spit him out. <laughs> that old fish swam up to the shore and... Jonah right out on the beach and and then he was ready to go okay so if you find yourself some point in the belly of a fish some stinking situation maybe maybe you ought to remember Jonah what was the key to getting out of this situation thanksgiving okay thanksgiving being thankful even when you when you look around your circumstances and you don't see that it's anything to be thankful for there's still a lot to be thankful for God is still on the throne he's still God even if even if nothing ever better happens to you God's still God and that's all you need to be concerned about and he still loves you all right in the New Testament if you flip over on the back there's some scriptures there from 2nd Corinthians Colossians 1st Timothy I just want you to see there that he's talking about the first one about grace so how do we define grace Remember, it's the favor of God. It's the effectual power of God. So the favor of God and the power of God, it says in this verse, is spreading to more and more people. And it's causing them to give thanks. See, when you experience God's favor, it should naturally make you want to give, recognize Him and give voice to your praise to Him. And then, you know, it talks about their overflowing and thanksgiving and so forth. And I like that Colossians 2, 7. It says... You've been rooted and built up in Him and established in faith as you've been taught. But the, the verse doesn't end there. See, it's not enough to just to learn God's Word and, and even not enough to get revelation and get good teaching to where you get established in living by faith and believing. 
the believing and the and the having the revelation and the teaching is not enough. Why? Because God wants you to put voice to it. See, again, go back to Romans ten nine and ten. How did it work when you initially got born again? It says first you had to believe in your heart, but that was not what got you born again. That was only half of it. That was the first part. Then you have to confess Jesus with your mouth. And then it says, and you shall be saved. So it takes both. So, so being rooted and established in faith, which is what the purpose of this church is, is to build families in faith. But that's not enough unless we do the rest of our calling, which is to go out and put voice to that so that it will bring glory to God. And so it's good. It's good for you. If you're not taught how to live by faith, you can't live by faith. <laughs> But you actually got to do some confessing, some speaking for it to work, for it to manifest in your life. So don't forget the, and, and part of that is giving that glory, that praise to God, because why? He's already done everything. We're not speaking this stuff out so it'll happen. We're speaking it out because we want to honor Him and know that His Word's true, that He's provided it. See, there's a difference there. I hope you, I hope you get beyond the surface of this. And you see the difference? I'm believing you are. And so, then in Colossians 4, 2, it talks about an attitude of thanksgiving or an attitude of gratitude. And then get down to that last one in 1 Timothy. This even goes down, and, and this, this comes down to where we were today and where you're going to be on, on the 20, what is it, the 26th this year or 27th Thanksgiving Day. And every day when you eat, okay, Look at this verse. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't like this or that. Well, in some countries, when you, if you're a missionary or you go on a mission trip, you have to eat some stuff you probably, some creatures you might learn in this country are not desirable. But it says, for every creature is good and nothing to be refused if, now here's the key to eating that stuff, <laughs> if it be received with thanksgiving, even the good stuff that we like to eat here in this country, it's still, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. See, this should bring a whole new meaning to what we call saying the blessing over our food, or some people call saying grace. Okay? And again, you define the word grace. That, that's no little trifle thing to say grace over your food. You're, you're speaking the power of God over your food, the favor of God. It, it actually is this is what makes anything you eat, even if it had gone bad or sour or had a bad taste to it, that, that is not more powerful than the words you speak praising God for it and speaking that it's a blessing to your physical body. That is more powerful than if the milk was rotten or the egg or whatever it was that you ate. But don't go out and, and eat this stuff on purpose. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if, or if you go somewhere else and they offer you something, and you're like, did God make that? <laughs> is that good? Because it, the, th the key to it is if you, if you receive it with thanksgiving. Remember our definitions of thanksgiving. And you speak the blessing over it. Okay? That's the key to it. So even when you when you do your thanks family Thanksgiving meal, 
express to God how great he is over your food and say, Lord, because of that, your word says you bless my bread and water and take sickness and disease. And you've done that the whole past year. And so we honor you today, especially during this special meal because of that. See, that is, that is receiving the food with thanksgiving. That is tr- saying true grace and blessing over your food. So thanksgiving gets right down to an everyday thing three, day, three times a day. And so it should be a lifestyle, not just a holiday. And, and it has to do with the words that come out of our mouth and how we express to God. All of it, one of those verses said, telling about His wonders. And so if, if you've ever seen any wonders of God, and if you're, if you're alive today, I, I could say you, you had to have. <laughs> you, you, should, you should express that in words to Him and give Him thanks. So think on that. We're going to stand and we're going to, we're going to give you an opportunity to practice that as we, we worship for a few minutes today. And then afterwards, if you have something that you think you'd like to share to be a benefit to the rest of us, fine. I'm not going to call on anybody. But, it, but just go as the Holy Spirit leads you. But let, I'm, going to, I'm going to ask us to stand and, and let's, let's worship Him this morning in an attitude of thanksgiving.